everyone, and welcome back to the Screening Club podcast, where we talk all about the media that you love. Jeff here, as always, with my two associates, Mike and Chris. How was your guys' week? Pretty good. Had a good week. What's going on? I got uh, one fantasy football league set up, underway. Wow, uh, early. Well, we haven't really, you know, started the whole drafting process, but got all 12 members in. We're locked, ready to go. Wow. Wow. Proud, proud achievement. Congratulations. I was able mm. to do that this week. <laughs> That's great. Yes, Yahoo uh, Yahoo allowed you to do that th- this week, right? This was the, the, the Yahoo opening the floodgates week? Well, no, it? it's been open for a, a couple of months. Oh. But what uh, what inspired you to get it done this? They this they warned week? me with with auto renewal. Mm. <laughs> there were a few people I didn't want to be welcomed back Ooh. just yet. So. We get the juicy details here. Some people Mike didn't want in his in his mm-hmm. league, but yeah, f- fancy football is coming. I faced our good friend uh, Ruvalo Ruger this past week in fancy baseball, and uh, did not do well against him. I, I do the thing that I always do do now when someone tries to rub in my face that that they beat me. I tell them, you know, you, it's not smart of you to rub that in my face until stat cor- corrections, <laughs> and then I just never talk talk about it again. And uh, that's uh, that's that's what I do when when I get beat. Needless to say, there were no stat stat. You won't have to worry about that um, come football time because Tony is notoriously very bad fantasy <laughs> football. How, how frequent are stack corrections in baseball? I feel very like common. they're also like... There's quite a common. few. But aren't, aren't they also like faster? Like I feel like I, I always see see them like the day after games. So like that... They, well, yeah, MLB like, will rule something an error and then the office will change it to a right. base hit like the next day. That's very frequent. Interesting. <laughs> Tony had a solid win, so nothing of that sort was really going to help me. But it was still thrown out there, and uh, I can only really imagine it affecting like maybe ERA or batting average. But the counting stats, you're you're kind of screwed. I would have thought no amount of stat correction will help you there. I would have thought football would have been more frequent stat corrections because it's so it's such a vague game. Like just like like well, in, but I guess you have to have proof in to football's case, isn't it more or less um, Yahoo correcting their their errors as opposed to like the league? Like Yahoo will award someone x amount yeah. of incorrect yards. Point, I yeah. think most people use like Yahoo uses a stat provider, and, and I think a lot of the fancy sports mm-hmm. use the same one because you'll see some crazy thing will happen, and then everyone. Uh, you know, on different plat- platforms, we'll be talking about it. But I feel like maybe like ESPN or something doesn't use it. Like there's there's sometimes weird stuff like like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I uh, whew, it some, was some crazy happened to me this week. Oh please, sure. I got into an early screening of the Charlize Theron action vehicle, Atomic Blonde. Wow. Did you like sneak on to the red carpet premiere in in Los well, Angeles? He's done it before. I we hacked, we've all seen the the, the Oscar speech. My, I what I did was I hacked Charlize Theron's phone, <laughs> and there was a full 1080p cut of a movie just on there. So I just watched it. Oh. Yeah. Sure? When when he says he did it, he of course means his elite hacker friend Tony Ruvalo did it. <laughs> no, it was me this time. It was me. 
anyway, so I, si- <laughs> I signed up on IGN to get into like an early screening, and I just randomly got one, uh, two tickets. So I went there. I was a little bit. This is my first early screening. I was a little bit weird. Like, is it just going to be like a regular theater experience? Or are there going to be like trailers they play before? And what happened was there was one trailer they played before for a Jessica Biel USA show coming out. Oh, boy. Uh, and it did not look very good. And then it, the movie immediately started afterward with no like, and now your feature presentation. So I thought the movie was another trailer <laughs> initially. And I realized it was the movie. Uh, uh, and there were people counting. There was a lot of counting, and there was a lot of like checking to see if people were recording, uh, as as was stated on on the ticket. There was like a woman like with a clipboard outside when when we all left, like kind of talking with people. I think she was like gauging audience reaction and stuff. Okay, it was interesting. Good movie, I'd say. It's my initial thoughts, but I'll I mean, have. Hell of a trailer that movie. Hell of a trailer. Did, did it live up to, you know, the lot, heights of that trailer? A lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is like the female John Wick," and I to that I'd say, "This has a much, this is a spy movie. It's not just a revenge movie. They're very much playing it up as like she's been double crossed and she needs to make people pay. Mm. That pl- that plays a role, but this is like a Cold War era spy thriller. Okay, and. When John Wick in John Wick, it's all, it almost seems like Keanu Reeves is like doing dance choreography with a gun at some points. Like his moves are just sure. so slick. Sure. And this is very when the shit hits the fan in this movie. It's very. It almost it, it rings like the raid almost. Yeah. It's like really it's grisly, really grisly violence. Just like two Messy. people. Just yeah, two people trying to kill each other, at like trying to do anything to get the edge in the fight. So it's interesting. I'll say more when we get closer to the release date in a month. Very interesting, Chris. Good yeah. good to know. Little uh interesting little experience there. Yeah. Who did you end up going with? Our good friend Pat. Nice. And of course, always with us in spirit. Well, it was a race against time. I the movie was in Boston Common at seven thirty. I was in Was Concord. it at the AMC Lowe's? Yep. I work like a mile up the road from there. The first person I asked was Mike. Oh. And he told me that he couldn't go. I uh, really would have liked to have bet at that Dude. instead of work last night. All right, yeah, so I did my due not? diligence. You, know, you could have had an accident. I did my due diligence. <laughs> I asked Mike. But anyway, so I had to race from Concord, New Hampshire, all the way down to Boston Common in from 5 to 7.30. So I couldn't, like... Couldn't, like, stop to pick up someone. Like, it was really like a race. So Pat, Pat was, like, the good good option because he was right there and we could just meet there and we were some of the last people we were 150 they were giving out numbers we were 150 oh, you didn't have your you weren't guaranteed a ticket no you weren't that's oh, what i, I learned really? when we were there oh geez. so people were turned away after us but we were 150 151 can you imagine if chris went through all that and then was turned away Paid we were park. gonna see i was i had a plan we were gonna see baby driver okay if uh if oh yeah crap I saw that, or I I didn't see it, but I heard I heard about that. It looks pretty in, interesting. Yeah, but it was a it was a good time, a unique experience to be sure. So this was your your good friend Patty. Mm-hmm. You know, Patty, uh, unless I'm confusing him with uh, Mitchell, which I which I often do. Patty holds the record for 
most insane experience at a roulette table at, at, at a casino I've ever experienced. I, uh, Jeff, that was our friend Kyle. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Paddy Red, though. Seriously? That was Paddy. That that man was. I got to witness him. I'm I'm a roulette fan, but that man was throwing down some. I'm not going to go into specifics, but he was throwing down and winning some pretty serious roulette bets. <laughs> well, you know, uh, he's got the luck of the Irish. When I was with him, but uh, yeah, so good. Shouts out good to Paddy. Shout out Paddy, the good What's man. Up? Um. But let's let's do this great great story, Chris. You guys, uh, when you came in, were uh, celebrating some some news uh, from from Netflix. Oh, happy day! Yeah, real. Please it share. My, it brightened my day up. Well, as you know, Netflix is on. Netflix is trying to become more like a regular network, which means cutting their losses and they're bringing it back to the the bottom line. Yep, mm. and weighing the shows that might be critically respected or, mm-hmm. or beloved, um, but at the same time extremely costly with um their their viewership totals and how much in the end they're they're actually bringing to, to Netflix's overall sub- subscribers. Yeah. Um so so with that has, has come recent bloodshed of late in uh what was that um, Sensei? Obviously, Girl Boss. Girl Boss was most recently, and mm-hmm. uh, The Get Down, which I never watched, but heard decent things about. Yeah, I watched a little bit. But they 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 listened to the 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 outrage, the 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 backlash, the fervor, the cries of 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 the Sensei <laughs> fans, and have things. have gifted us with a two hour send off. Uh, Mini movie, yeah. How about that? I mean, that's amazing news. Uh, I heard Lana Wachowski wrote a very heartfelt letter. I haven't read it yet to the Sensei fans about how they were the ones that really brought this back. And you haven't watched season two. I haven't watched season two. I've watched. Did you I've watch only watched one episode. This episode, but I've heard it ends on like a pretty crazy cliffhanger, and they definitely weren't planning it to be canceled. So it's good to have this final wrap up. I mean that show. It operates on such an extraordinary level, like mm-hmm. just from a logistical, uh, yeah, s- standpoint. Yep. Like how they're able to piece it all together when it's essentially taking place on four or five different continents, yeah, spanning the globe, um, and yet it's supposed to, it, they bring it together in some cohesive unit. Um, something that that never been done before. So, um, I'm just I'm glad that that there will stand to be more. Hopefully, they'll pull out all the stops for the finale. I was a bit confused when I I had watched uh, I think I think a couple episodes of the first season. Mm-hmm. Just seemed a little bit out out there for me. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. The okay. It's out there, but it it's it portrays it in a an entertaining enough way that you're you're in it. Well, I'm happy that they're they're doing that. That that would be nice. There was, I feel like there was another show that I liked that just got screwed over. Well, there's been a, there's been a lot, right? It's been a lot shows yeah. that just got screwed. But I mean, the leftovers. Basically, the last season was a gift from HBO. Absolutely, shortened last season. 
and um, this whole two-hour send-off is is not a, a foreign concept because very recently HBO canceled the um, half-hour comedy Looking mm-hmm. after two seasons, and it was brought back for a, a one-hour sort of wrap-up send-off. So nice. It's an interesting trend that's sort of bubbling up uh, in, in recent years. So I, I mean, I hope to, hope to see more of it. And of course, Entourage got its movie. Unfortunately, the Entourage movie. Entourage was a great show, yeah. But it had, it had seven seasons. I don't That's think true. there was much more that Entourage needed to say. I know. That was part of HBO's <laughs> extending old series via movies in actual theaters initiative. I was thankful for that one. That was just Weren't a, we all? Just a love fest, you know? Sure. Let, let's all come out, you know, what's Vinny up to, what's going on? I only remember one thing that Bring happened in, in that Tom, movie. You know? Actually, two things. I don't remember what the crux of that. Oh, Billy Bob the sci-fi movie. Yeah. And Haley Joe Osment. Yeah. Man. Hey. Oh, also, I didn't watch Silicon Valley this week. It reminded me of that. Haley Joel, he's, he's pretty good. He's having yeah. an interesting second act. Renaissance. Yeah. He has a phenomenal role on, he had a phenomenal role on Comedy Bang Bang, uh, portraying the character Slow Joey. A uh, recurring character. He, uh, he's he's just a he's a solid actor, you know. Oh, yeah, good, nice good guy. One. It seems. I'm happy to see him doing it. You know. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Because things could have ended real quick. Things could have went an, another way for him. <laughs> yeah. He's he's taking care care of it now, which I'm I'm happy about. You know what? Let's let's stick on. Uh, Let's stick on the Netflix front for a minute. And Chris had requested that me and Mike watch this new net Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the show first? But then we we both did watch it, right? Right, Mike? The, the first episode. Yep. I said, you know, everyone's talking about this show. We got to watch it. Got to be part of the cool crowd watching this show. And what? You give me a face. I had just never heard, heard of the show. Well, uh, but yeah. Guess I'm not in the the cool crowds talking about it. Now you are. Yep. Right. That's true. Thank you. So new Netflix show, Glow. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling, based on a true story, about in the. Oh, it is based on a true story. Yep. There's a there's a Netflix documentary about the actual experience, uh, based on this. Man, I'm blanking on the time frame. Was it early '90s, late '80s? I don't know. It sort of looked this, like this is in the eighties. Yeah, I would say. late eight, yeah. mid late eighties. Well, anyway, they tried to in Hollywood. They tried to put together a women's uh, wrestling wrestling league to compete against WWE at the time. Uh, and it's the story of that, starring Allison Brie from Community fame, who I love. She was amazing on Community, so it's great to seeing seeing her have the spotlight. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, I am familiar with Alison Brie from um, her her role on Mad Men. She played Trudy Campbell. Oh wow! Um, sporadically, because she had another show, Community, that she sort of was tied to, t- mainly tied to. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm down with this show. I'll give it. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm in it for um for the the ten episodes. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Good, really good cast. Alison Brie is terrific. Um, so is the Mark Maron, Betty good. Betty Gilpin, um, okay. her her blonde friend turned turned enemy by, mm-hmm. by episode's end. Yeah. Um, 
who I love so much from Nurse Jackie, mm. late season Nurse Jackie or late series Nurse Jackie. Uh, she, you know, interesting. It was all about her. So I'm really glad to see. I didn't here. realize that. Wait, the the main character is the woman from C- Community. Yep. She looks like she someone looks else different. to me. She looks like another comedic actress, though. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think she was on SNL, the the one that I'm thinking of. I thought it was her. Wow, I can't believe that. She 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 does look different. Uh, she does. It looks a little bit. They've different. Really, they've they've done something with her, her makeup. I guess she looks very plain. It's very natural. Very like, natural. Very look. Natural. Um, her hair is very eighties eightiesified. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I, I enjoyed the the first episode. This show's got some legs. It, I liked it a lot. Mark Mark Marin. I'm a big fan of Mark Marin, podcaster extraordinaire. Uh, had his own show on IFC Marin for a long time. He plays the the manager, like the owner or whatever. Sure, yeah. He's really good. I like him. Although he is very like out of time. Like he doesn't seem like he's from the '80s. He just seems like, like that's <laughs> just Mark Marin. Like. He just says things. Well, I like think Mark it depends Marin's on how saying. familiar you are with Mark Maron. I, I think guess, that's Chris's per- perspective so. there. Maybe, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I liked it a lot. It's going to be interesting to watch through the series because, I mean, we grew up with wrestling, and I, I, I'd never heard of Glow. <laughs> Have you heard of Glow? Uh, no, I I don't think I had specifically heard heard of it. No, so, I had heard about like things like that though, like a you know. W- women's league women's wrestling, and stuff yeah. like, like so, that yeah i had never heard of it so i just assume it like pittered out or it was a regional success and then it pittered out or maybe wwe bought them i mean at some point this could easily be found out by googling <laughs> you know who's a, a producer on this show oh who? uh genji kohan of orange is a new wow. which i think makes sense yeah this is a lot more understated than orange is the new black i'd say Understated? This feels more like a, a broad, broad comedy than than Orange. This is I just this mean is a half I, hour comedy. I just mean in, in the sense of like in your face with a bunch of like. Actually, maybe not. This is a very. Well, it, I mean, it doesn't have Denji's, you know, distinct sensibilities yeah. that that we come to know from. Yeah, from, but maybe it will. Weeds and Orange, uh, because it's she's just a producer. She's yeah, not yeah. a creator yeah. or or main That's writer on the show. That's interesting. But, uh, I mean, she's she's in the bag for Netflix right now. She's the queen of Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to keep watching it. Yeah, we can definitely keep uh keep discussing that. Can we do a couple quick hits? Let's do it. Um, Chris, you've had uh that show that sounds like the the FX show. The Stand, created by Stephen King. A I want to say ABC miniseries from 1994. Why am I watching this, you ask? <laughs> because I'm getting ready for the Dark Tower movie coming out August 4th in theaters near you. And The Stand has a lot of ties to the Dark Tower. And I don't want to read 700 pages before August 4th. So I watched the six-hour miniseries. But that's like... What are you really getting from, from that? Anyways, I'm getting a lot. These, these miniseries, these... these Made for TV movies, they don't have the the, the full broad depth of of a Stephen King novel that that you might. They definitely don't. <clears throat> but I mean, you're seeking these very connective, specific ties to the Dark Tower universe <laughs> that these these miniseries and and mini and uh, made for TV movies might might completely lack. You're probably right, 
But, see, the thing, I don't want to spoil anything about the Dark Tower or the stand. But I, what I will say is, I got what I wanted out of the stand. And it was an insane show for 94. Like, it's this post-apocalyptic, a super flu has famished, famished the land. Almost everyone's dead, except for a select few that have immunity. And it's this biblical battle between two warring cities. And some insane stuff happens. I mean, it's Stephen King. He's just a master. And that shines through even in the 94 the TV. And he's in it. He plays a very small role. So yeah, check out The Stand. It was extremely cheap to find on DVD. There is not a Blu-ray release of it. Uh, I think it was like nine bucks on Amazon. So if you have if you have a spare six hours, uh, it's a good watch before the Dark Tower movie. Chris I could think of a few out. other things I'd do with a spare six hours. <laughs> I love Stephen King. I'm like a I'm a man that was so scared of horror movies. I just love Stephen King. Maybe the greatest writer of art, maybe of my life. Do you love actor Stephen King though? I like, I love Stephen King. So his shitty acting in the stand, I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, Stephen King, you getting it done? Best like he, being... he clearly, he clearly just strong armed everyone into getting this role, <laughs> and he tries his best. And it's just funny seeing Stephen King. He's a, you know, he's a New England kid that did good. <laughs> Didn't Stephen King also uh, share his his opinion on DS that designated survivor at, at one point? Was that who's Stephen the, King? Uh, who's the woman that got locked locked on a bus, boat or something? Ma- Maggie Q. Yeah, he said Maggie Q. He was like really loving Maggie Q's portrayal in one episode on Twitter. He, you should check out his Twitter. He's a great he's a great tweeter. What was uh, that? You know, he's very he's very liberal on Twitter, and then I love seeing him every now and again talk about Boston sports because he's a huge Boston sports <laughs> fan. Yeah. Then you get all these people that are normally all loving all of his liberal stuff being like, how could you, Stephen King? You like the Patriots? <laughs> so it's interesting. I'm like the perfect person. I just love Stephen King. He's a great guy. Good job, Stephen King. His his son, Joe Hill, is another great writer. Good job with that. Owen Hill, also a good writer. Chris, you had another quick hit for us, right? Did I? Which, what was the Flaked? other quick hit? Oh, yeah, Flaked. This will be the uh, quickest of quick hits. Flaked is this Will Arnett vehicle on Netflix that I feel like he was, it's his passion project that he's able to do because he has such success on Netflix with Bojack Horseman and uh, Arrested Development. Like, Netflix, I think, just loves him, so they let him do this weird little, like, Alcoholics Anonymous California series. It's It's probably dirt cheap to film because it's just like three houses and two different facilities in California but it's really honest portrayals of like the struggles of alcohol and trying and dealing with friends that are alcoholics while you yourself are an alcoholic and he it's like a, it's a, the darkest of dark comedies and I saw on Twitter after the news broke of um, Lady Boss's cancellation yeah they said okay fine I can I see why they might cancel Lady Boss, but please explain why they haven't yet canceled Flake. Well, listen, the first season was eight episodes. Second season, like, was, the second season was six episodes. So I feel like they're just. Back. I feel like they're just giving him. They're just letting Will Arnett have a little money to keep him quiet, keep him happy. So he'll sign the contract for the next season of Arrested Development. Yes, and uh, and on on his way. But it's a nice little watch. 
That'd be free, Chris. Yeah, go check it out. Before uh, before we talk about, because I want to talk a bit about Veep. Mm -hmm. I do want to expose you guys to a revelation. Mm -hmm. Um, the revelation being that there is two spellings of hashtag Big Poopy, one with an I E and one with a Y. You understand, which has opened up a whole new world of of tweets, other comments, and a whole. There's Poppy. No, Poppy is with an I, so I don't get why the Y. Yeah, it's uh, uninformed. I'll tell you this too: it's a lot more popular, and it seems to be a lot more popular in uh, attacking him. The Y is a lot more popular. Uh, y yes. Oh, okay. The Y is a hmm. lot more popular, and I don't remember how early the IE went back to. The Y earliest one. Um, let me just make sure. Okay, I'll I'll say this: Is this talking about Poppy or Poopy? Okay. Okay. This is the first ever recording of it. <clears throat> Easy there, big Poopy. Don't want to throw your back out, old man. Ooh, let's make Big Poopy a, a trending topic. I think that's definitely about Poppy. It was. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be. It was about po Poppy. But there's a uh, lots more like on subject tweets here. We, we've we've got um, American League baby. Hashtag let this be his swan song. Hashtag Big Poopy. Thoughts, Mike? These people. Is Boston in the American League? No respect. That was Let This Be His Swan Song back in 2010. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you believe wow. that? Is there, like, a sick, like, Yankees burn you have, Mike? I saw, when I went to I a New a York Yankees, Yankees game with Mike, he was screaming. When A-Rod came, he was like, boo, you suck. He was yelling at A-Rod. Wow. At, at Mike was blackout drunk at that point. So he um, I once made a Yankees joke. Back when they had a bunch of old guys, I said, "Hey, hey, Yankees! 2008 calls. They want their lineup back." <laughs> I heard a generic baseball joke that can be used for any team, so easily could be for the Yankees. And it was, I tried to record the Biggest Loser last night, but it just kept recording the Yankees. <laughs> well, that, I'll tell you, I'm from your boss. Yeah, I've been in Shouts that out. same place where you know, Madam Sec, every. CBS show gets that you think you're recording a show is actually recording li live sports. Yeah. I've been in that same place. I hate it. I do sort of want to read one one more tweet, sure. but I realize it's not like, you, you know, it's not the classiest topic, but it does no. exist. How about this one? <clears throat> Looks like he just needs to use the restroom. Hashtag big, big poopy. That doesn't poppy. sound necessarily necessarily. Like a poppy big poppy related. Chris, I, I always get always bet on poppy. Tweeted at Nesson <laughs> in response to this picture of David Ortiz with a frustrated look. <laughs> <laughs> that that was back in July of twenty fourteen. <laughs> um, but uh, very good. So I I just wanted to give you guys an update on thank you on for that. that. Thank you. I had been filled in. Interesting. Someone emailed me. Letting me know that there is cool. alternative spellings of uh, shouts out to the email of the hashtag.
But let's let's talk about um let's let's talk about Veep. Chris, you called it there there was numerous time jumps. We we were jumping all over time. Thank you. Jump jump backs. And f- and for Oh yeah. There were no time, time right. jumps. Yeah, I guess Chris I, was I, incorrect I, in that I, way. I, yeah. I said flash forward, so I was incorrect. Flashbacks. Yep. And I called it about her running for president again. Yes. Yeah, you if, did. If you remember, you? that was not a welcome topic. Sounds good. I I was surprised about that development. I was surprised about it as well. You know, with that development, I just want to say about this season in general, I think I will look back on this season as a filler season. I enjoyed it while I was watching it. But it's just a way to get us from from here to there. Mm. She had this like interlude with her dealing I, with this library, and now she's back. It was a filler for her life. I have some conflicting thoughts on the episode and just the season. Please share. Yeah. The episode itself, I was frustrated with, and it's both the writing of Selena and the Julia Louis Dreyfus performance of Selena. Because she was just, at every moment, just so awful to everyone around her. And I feel like with the flashbacks, there was there was an opportunity there to show some, <laughs> some depth to her, some sh- a different side to her, maybe a less strained, more Denver. tender side to her. Like, especially when she's giving birth to her daughter yeah. or when she's, uh, where else do we see her? On the campaign trail. Yeah. She's just so terrible at all times. And it's just, and there are moments in the episode that require you to have like immense sympathy for her. And it's just like tough when you just see her at every stage in her life being this very, very awful person, especially to her daughter, Catherine. Um, what she does, what she does outside the hospital with, with her newborn baby, I thought was really despicable. Yeah. Probably among some of the wor- worst things she, she's ever done on the show. She names the baby. She <laughs> accuses Catherine of being the one in the uh, in the, the spa. Illness, yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow! I went back and I watched a season three episode of Veep. I, I sometimes I just like to throw on an old Veep. Sure. And uh, she wasn't as awful to Catherine back back in in that period of the show. Like mm-hmm. they've definitely upped her her maliciousness yeah. toward towards her. Like there there's you know some annoyance and resentment that she has for for her but there's still like underneath all that there's some love there that she also has for her daughter that really isn't it's all but gone now she she has no use for for Catherine aside from from her her money the money that she (laughs) provides her now um so yeah I just wish the episode had been more nuanced in in that regard Mm -hmm. and um as for the season as a whole uh I don't know if I'd go filler. It was an interesting interlude into the series to to see the effects of Selena's ineffectiveness in in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Now serving as a uh, ex president after only previously holding the office for like a year or whatever, and I think it was less than that. Yeah. So it was really funny to just to see her her stumble and fail and to find a reason to exist search for the yeah her her her, her reason for being all, throughout all the season that, that was that was interesting and then the, the way it ends with her her running for president with her the team all the 
back around. Um, might feel like a little bit of a retreat in, in a way. square one. But I think it opens the doors for the, the side of Veep that, that everybody loves. Yeah. And of course, now she's going to be running opposed Jonah, who... That, that that excites me big time. Oh, and yeah. then you see the people backing Jonah. Uh, his, his team is super interesting. <laughs> you got uh, Teddy, Patton Oswald, and uh, yeah. Bill Erickson. Just the, the, the re- all these rejects from seasons past surrounding, surrounding him <laughs> who are just going to intensify his awfulness in a way. <laughs> Yeah. How did it? I don't understand. How did Jonah go from like the the rich guy wanted nothing to do with him, and now he because he, he, he said there. he he doesn't want to deal with congressmen anymore, only senators or presidents. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I get. Yeah, I I, I sort of thought he. But I feel like that was you're, you're what not good mainly enough. motivated him to run for president was the <laughs> thought of, of losing the the backing of this billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be, yeah, next season's going to be the anti-Selena team versus uh, the classic team. And I assume that they're in the same party. Well, they are, so they'll yeah. be running in a, in a primary. Yep. Can you imagine the, the, the debates? <laughs> the debates. It's probably going to be like just the, the backing of who, whoever else they have. Wait, what about uh, Chung? Oh yeah, Danny. We see Chung. I don't think he he's running for president anymore. Whatever, like was, what what happened to him? There was he, one little quick scene of him. He was running against uh, Selena in the primary, and yeah, he just sort of faded away. Yeah. Oh yeah, but we did see him, and then did, didn't he say like that's the kind of stuff I like on my team? Like he's he's doing something. Yeah, he was doing maybe. something. Maybe who knows? Uh, that would be if it comes down to Selena, Chung, and and Jonah, like a three way debate. That'll be a hell of a de- debate, and then, uh, yeah, there the whole thing. The library was just so so funny, like all that stupid shit. That was a um, Frank Underwood esque maneuver of uh, by Selena, I would say. By the story, <laughs> intentionally feeding this uh, information about the um, library, yeah, to the to the press to get out, get out from it. Mm-hmm. Well, she's shown flashes of like political know-how. She does. She knows how to manipulate the masses, but it's it's big picture stuff that she can't really get get done. But at the same time, she'll have a misspelling or an extra word on the first page of her book. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it was good. It was good. I'm uh. She's finally kicked Mike to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Leon West. Oh yeah. That's that's gonna be crazy. That that was a real yeah, real Underwood switcheroo <laughs> at the uh at the at the end there. Know who I um just quickly speaking of of House of Cards, I was re watching some episodes of Parks and Rec. And I saw, I think her name is Patricia something. Mm-hmm. Who's do, do you know who I'm talking about? Patricia Clarkson. Yes. I said, there she is. She she came in and she was Ron's first ex, ex-wife on, on Parks and Rec. Hmm. 
And then she ended up being... She is a very particular actress. Like, she has a aura. I, um, in my season review of House of Cards, I awarded her character as the dumbest of the season. Of, uh, the, she, she was like the, the, the whole... Hey, no spoilers. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I forgot what Time spent spoilers. with that character was, like, pulling teeth for me. Well, looking forward to it. But does that make it pointless? What does that make her pointless or just like a bad? Character? Yeah, she got put because I thought she was just so stupid and not interesting. <laughs> but there is no way that she's pointless, though. Again, struggling to not give away spoilers. She, oh, she had she a serves, lot. She serves a plot function, sure, but the actual character itself, I wish we never had to deal with. All right, I, I won't. Chris, how how far? I got are, two are more episodes in. I think I'm like midway. Oh, so so six. you 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 know her then? Which one's she? Like the the random woman that comes in and is all of a sudden extremely involved. Uh, I'm forgetting it. Is she like when when they're whip? You guys have watched all of it, right? Yeah. When they're like when they're trying to whip the state votes. Is she I don't the, think you've met her yet. Is she the oh, okay? Did they? Uh, She's a friend of Kathy Duran's. I don't think I've met her yet. Was there any emergency that happened yet? It's, it's not a spoiler. I'm on the episode when they're like whipping the state votes for like the weird like mid, like weird second election or whatever. Gosh, and they're what? like, they're like, I can't believe New Hampshire didn't flip. We should add Wisconsin ages ago. There, there's no way that she's only there for two episodes though. If you only have two, two left. I don't have two left. I, I have six left. I thought you just said you only have two left. Sorry. Well, I watched two. Since last this episode. Is a cla- I'm, I'm about halfway. I watched two since I had... <laughs> Only got two two left? Means no, I, I said have six I watched left. two. Play back oh. the tape. Oh, okay, okay. No, I, I understand. Well, sorry then. Yeah, yeah so, so you maybe have, have not gotten okay. to her. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so that was... But Veep... Veep is so funny. Come on. It's funny. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm just saying in the overall picture of the entire series when it's all said and done, I think this will be seen as a filler season. Enjoyable while we watched it, but... It was a filler uh, in her life, inconsequential too. to the in, to the overall. Yeah, but I, I, story. I agree. But, the sense. but it's her life though. Just because she's not in office, you could say that about any TV show. It's all life. I thought it was great in, um, its handling of Selena. Like her her sure. arc throughout the season was, yeah, her was good. But all the other characters around her, I think, it struggled find Definitely. anything meaningful for them to do yeah. especially uh, amy who felt really lost all year for sure um kent was lost all year all ben those, yeah. didn't have much mm. to do um there are other people i thought it did did do really well by dan i really enjoyed in mm. the in the morning show here he had that what, like two episode like he had like the hard heart attack arc dan had a heart no, attack? no sorry not dan uh, gary. gary yeah yeah Gary, Gary, Gary's Gary. As long as Selena's <laughs> doing stuff, Gary yeah, will always. I liked be right his flashback. Uh, Richard, I thought it kind of a down year for Richard. Yeah, he had some good lines. He had though. some good lines. He was like acting as the I've, only competent. They were good lines. I, I feel like the we didn't hit peak Richard though. Yeah. Like yeah. A, from previous years, like it's true. Uh, who are, other characters? Um, no, it was Jonah. It was a great year for Jonah. <laughs> good year for Jonah. It. it, it 
it was great that we got to see the uh, spa in, in this episode. Yes, the spa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good year for Catherine and Marjorie. Yep. I enjoyed them. Uh, and a great, great year for Uncle Jeff. <laughs> you <laughs> love that scene with Uncle yeah. Jeff. Um, I also, Andrew, ex, ex-husband, husband Good year Andrew, for Aunt, yeah. we, we got some more Andrew into his... Uh, I mean, even in this episode, we had at at the spa. As soon as I heard you were in an extremely vulnerable state, I hopped <laughs> right on plane. And then I was thinking, like, that was gonna like lead to another like line, but it was just you just <laughs> la- laid that out and then it, it got away. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was good. Any other thoughts for us to uh, think about on Veep or anything else m- moving forward that you guys are? thinking about uh, i'm gonna start heating up my uh game of thrones rewatch oh full rewatch i don't not a series rewatch yeah. important probably episodes. a few select episodes from season six get me pumped up everyone just went from thinking mike was in for like 300 hours of television he's to done that in the past. couple <laughs> selections from season six i mean uh, pretty late late in the game here uh for or a full series rewatch <laughs> I don't know. Can be uh, done. <laughs> if I, if I, I had nothing else to do, you're right. I could definitely think. do it. I I have rewatched seasons of Game of Thrones in the past, but yeah. um, for for this purpose, I think I'll just stick to a couple highlight episodes from last season. Chris, a- anything you're uh, thinking of? Looking forward to going forward. Yeah. Um. Just waiting for the Dark Tower to come out August fourth in theaters near you. Can't wait for that. Even if it's crappy, it'll be crazy to see that on screen. I cannot wait for uh yeah, I guess that. And also Game of Thrones. <laughs> I cannot We're wait. three weeks away. Oh no what? Can I just mention this? This has n- nothing to do with, with either of those. Um Doctor Steve Brule. Mm-hmm. Is he coming back? He had a whole season. I couldn't find it though. I I saw stuff from six months ago saying it was coming back, but yeah. then I couldn't find it. Maybe they're waiting to put it on DVD or something. But yeah, he he had a whole he had a whole season. I think they do those every two or three years, so it'll be a while until the next. Time. I've got to go check that out. I was watching a couple of the coming attractions for it. John C. Riley is just. I've watched so a few. Good. Really good. He's so so good. But until next time, where can we find you guys online? Twitter.com slash that Morris, screenclub.com. Mike? Twitter at linguistics underscore and screeningclub.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jeffam, J-E-F-F-A-M. And you can contact all of us with your thoughts or comments at screeningclub at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. You can also visit ScreeningClub.com itself for more articles, insight, and to share your thoughts. Make sure to follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and we will, uh, we will love hearing from you. So until next week, thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon. Bye.